Well, hello and welcome, everybody. This is your host, Ken D. Foster. Welcome to the show today. You know, this show is an important show. We're going to be talking about chronic pain. We're going to be talking about what you can do with chronic pain. You know, here's something you may not know. There's about 50 million uh, Americans right now that are living with chronic pain. That's about, uh, actually, the percentages are even uh, are, are high, man. There are 58.9% of Americans are living with chronic pain. What's the number one chronic pain that people live with, you know? Well, right now, it's back pain is what they tell us. But there's so much more pain that's going on that people have, and, and they're treating it, sometimes self-treating it. Sometimes physicians are treating it in ways that um, may be good for you, but may not. We're going to talk about that. And sometimes your uh, family and friends are making suggestions on how to get rid of it. You know, sometimes you're seeing practitioners that you're getting minimal results, but you keep seeing them over and over again. Is this you? Do you relate to this at all? I mean, it has to be some of you out there because we've got almost 60% of the population living with chronic pain. Well, this show is dedicated to you. This is a show to help you get rid of chronic pain, maybe find some solutions, maybe rethink how this is even showing up in your life. Do you think pain is something that you were meant to live with your whole life? I don't. <laughs> in fact, I've made it uh, uh, my mission to uh, eliminate all pain in my my life, in my body. Of course, it takes a little work. You have to become conscious and aware of what the pain is. And there's something about pain that uh, I love because pain is an indicator that we're off base. Something's going wrong. But we do have to get to the cause of pain. I have a guest today. He's been on my show a couple of times. And um, I'll, I'll introduce him as soon as we get back from the break. We'll be talking about solutions to heal your chronic pain. Attention Zantac users. The FDA requested manufacturers to pull Zantac off the market, noting exposure to unacceptable levels of a cancer-causing agent. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with cancer after regular use of Zantac, you might be entitled to financial compensation. If you have any of these cancers, time is critical. Call now for a free consultation. If you don't win, you pay nothing. Call 800-797-7641. Hey, my guest is in studio, Dr. Jacob uh, Tittlebaum. He's an MD and so much more. He's one of the most frequently quoted integrative pain and fibromyalgia medical authorities in the world. He's the author of the best-selling book, uh, From Fatigue to Fantastic. He's also got some other books out there, Pain-Free, The Complete Guide to Beating Sugar Addiction, Real Cause, Real Cure, which I love. And the Fatigue and the Fibromyalgia Solution uh, is another one of his. So he's got a whole bunch of them. And uh, Dr. Tittlebaum, 
thank you for being back on my show. We got we've got an important uh, talk today. Ken, it's awesome today. For those of you with pain, I'm going to say two words. It's optional. You don't have to suffer with pain. We're going to change your whole understanding of pain today and what the toolbox looks like. Because understand, the to your doctor, the entire toolbox has been a hammer. That's basically it. No saws, no screwdrivers, nothing. Uh, medical education when it comes to chronic pain is dismal. Basically, I can summarize. I started medical school. Actually, uh, in one month will be the 50th anniversary of when I entered the medicine, when I started medical school. Uh, and in that time, what they taught me about pain management is give them Advil or aspirin or Tylenol type medications and don't let them fool you into giving narcotics. And if there's something profitable, you can slash for cash. But that's it. That's it. That's it. That's not that's not a lot of tools in the toolbox. Not a lot of tools in the toolbox. The toolbox is full of things that the research shows works. But if they're not expensive, the medical professional, and they're all good people. They're all well-meaning. But you have to understand, we get information from drug companies that feed it to us for very expensive medications and medical products. If it's cheap, we won't hear about it. Interesting. So it's it really is a profit-based business, um, sometimes at the individual's expense, the patient's expense is, is what we know. You know, we've we've heard a lot of that over the over the years, and yet it doesn't seem to resonate with such a large part of the population. I mean, seriously, they keep going doing the same thing over and over again. You know, they're on the same medications or on the same uh, maybe they're seeing the same practitioner over and over again. And little happens. Why do you think that is? Well, we're so used to being propaganda. I mean, you know, we, we're looking at Russia these days and saying, how can the people not know what's going on? We have the same thing. We, we have the same propaganda here. Basically, we hear what's profitable for people, either on power or in the United States, people in business. Um, you know, I have a bad habit. I'm a science geek. I go through the medical literature for fun. I would never have found these studies if I was waiting to have them fed to me at conferences by the drug companies. Um, and the thing is, if you hear the same thing over and over, we believe it to be true. And so what I'm going to say today is everything I'm going to say today is pretty much research driven based on the studies with a few things being clinical findings that we found over the years that hasn't been researched. But this is going to be a science-based discussion uh, and things that are proven to get you pain-free, that your doctor doesn't hear about it, just reflects that they are not super expensive. Well, let me get to the cause before we get into the solutions. Um, you know, chronic pain, as I said in the beginning of the show, is skyrocketing in the U.S. Um, what What do you believe are some of the causes of that? Well, Ken, as you aptly noted, pain is not an outside invader, like an infection or something like that, an outside enemy. Pain is part of the warning light system on your car's dash, uh, dashboard. On your car, for example, if your oil is low, the oil light starts flashing. You know, and if in, a, in the next generation car, the lower it goes, the more, you know, pointedly it'll flash at you. Um, pain is your body's way of saying something needs attention. And, uh, you know, the medical model is to put a Band-Aid over the oil light, which doesn't work very well, or to cut it out. Uh, which also doesn't work very well, where if you simply put oil in the car, 
the oil goes, the oil light goes out. You give your body what it needs, the pain goes away. So why are we seeing this epidemic of pain? Uh, what is the body missing? One, the American diet is awful. It is almost like somebody made it to stimulate inflammation with sugar, white flour, uh, and saturated fats that drive inflammation and a decrease in omega-3s. Uh, the stress of modern life. When I was uh, a kid, you know, the advertising executives wanted to sell something. The mantra in Madison Avenue was sex sells. You have a good-looking guy or woman by the car or the beer, and it would sell. Now it's fear sells. Uh, so we're constantly being bombarded with messages that say, that say hate everybody else and and to be afraid. Um, our hormones are getting thrown off. We have over 100,000 chemicals in the environment that are causing problems with thyroid, uh, reproductive, and other hormones, um, and decreased sleep. The average night's sleep in the United States until light bulbs were invented 150 years ago was nine hours a night. We're now down to six and three quarter. So we see all these things that are sapping energy, causing muscle pain, causing inflammation. Uh, and our body is saying we need to balance the inflammatory system. We need to feed our system. We need to get rest. We need to ease off some of the unnecessary stress. And each pain each is like a different light on your dashboard saying there's different things to need. What I'm going to do today is play translator for your body and tell you what your body is wanting with these kind of pain. I love that. And I want to, um, I want to share one last thought before we get into some specific pains that we're going to talk about. Um, there's a lot of information, disinformation, good information. And I think people get confused as to what is right for them. Um, let's say somebody has plantar fasciitis. Okay. Um, there's, you could Google what to do. Okay. There's thousands of signs. How does a person know what's right for them? We're going to answer that question. When I get right back, I got to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll answer that question. Everybody wants cheap airfare, but where do you find it? You call low-cost airlines. They specialize in cheap flights, discount hotel rooms, cheap car rental rates, and with the best price guarantee. If you want the lowest prices on your airline tickets or other travel services, call now. That's right, call. That's the only way to get these rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the cheapest airfare and hotel rates available. So don't wait. Call now. CBD, you've heard about it. It's helping people relieve chronic pain, improve sleep, and reduce stress. But how do you find science-based products that feel right for you? Feel Good Hemp was started after the founders used CBD oil to help their dad heal from a three-month-to-live diagnosis. They deliver all-natural, lab-tested, high-quality products at affordable prices. So visit feelgoodhemp.org forward slash courage and be sure to use coupon code courage25 to get 25% off your first order. Well, welcome back, everybody. If you just joined us, who's speaking with Dr. Jacob Tittlebaum, and he is um, an MD, and uh, we're talking about uh, chronic pain, what we can do about it. But let's, before we get into that, 
Um, okay, let's answer that question. Misinformation, disinformation, good information. How does a person know what, where the heck to go? Well, first of all, I realize that everybody out there, pretty much, they're all good people. The people in the pharmaceutical industry, they're nice folks. I mean, I've never met one that I didn't like. But their job is to advertise for profit. It's not to inform. Um, so understand most of what you get from the drug companies is going to be advertising, even if it's in the form of a journal uh, or a medical conference. This is all, to paraphrase a, a past New England Journal of Medicine editor, he said, continuing medical education is slick advertising masquerading as science. So understand that if that's, most of that's nonsense. Um, you know, what you see on the internet, uh, I, you know, it's hard to say. It's kind of the caveat emptor. Uh, what I'm going to recommend is keep your wits about you, and you almost need to trust your intuition. For me, I look at the science, and I go, what does the research show? And then I tear the studies apart to see if it actually shows that. Um, the best advice I can give is, how does it feel to you? Does it feel, does your intuition say that I want to try this? And if so, start with the safest things first. Uh, for things like plantar fasciitis, you'll see there are certain common themes that will go through um, where you have the, a boot that keeps the foot at the right angle while you're sleeping and, you know, uh, adding the calcium and different things like that at nighttime. So you'll see that there are certain common threads. And as long as those threads are not expensive medications or surgery, they're more likely to be valid. Where if they are medications that are still under patent or surgery, you need a little more of a grain of salt. And I, I love that. I love that answer a lot. And uh, I've been preaching on this show for a long time. Uh, the only way that, you know, we, the information uh, now doubles every 12 hours on the planet. And the only way you can get through it all is tuning in and tuning into your feelings and, uh, you know, and then finding people you trust. All right, listen, let's go through some specific pains that some of the big ones out there uh, you know, I started the show with back pain. Why don't we just start with back pain? People have a lot of back pain. Um, and cause, solution. What, what? Let's go there. So first of all, most back pain is muscle pain. Uh, we have our muscles are getting weaker. We don't really use them properly. Uh, sometimes they're imbalanced. You know, if you're six foot tall and you have 150 pounds of belly and weak core muscles, you're going to have a little back pain. Um, so most of it is muscular. Most doctors would not know a muscle pain if it smacked them across the head. We know conceptually there's such a thing as a muscle pain and we can give muscle relaxants. We were never taught to do a muscle exam in medical school. I, one professor, uh, taught me to do it. And that was a, a freak of nature that it happened. And it just changed my whole life. Um, and this was, I'm, that could be a whole show in itself, but you need to do hands-on and you need to feel for trigger points and tight bands. And then you can reproduce the pain. Once you've reproduced the pain, you know, it's that muscle and that's how you make the diagnosis. And then you can release the muscle in all kinds of hundreds of different ways. But until you know what it is, what most doctors do is we just do an x-ray. And the research has shown that the x-rays bear almost no, and this includes MRIs, relationship to the causes of the pain for most back pain. Most of you with back pain have had x-rays and the doctor says, oh, it looks like a war zone. Look at all this arthritis from this stuff. Amazing. You can walk. They did a study where they did these x-rays on a bunch of people, half of them with no back pain, half with severe back pain. They didn't tell the radiologist. 
they all came out being read the same way. Oh, your, your back looks like a war zone. And then when they said, okay, we fooled you radiologists, pick out the ones with back pain from the ones without, they could do no better than chance. The back, the back pain looks like a war zone. It's just because we are an upright species. There's wear and tear that is normal. It probably has nothing to do with your back pain unless there's a specific defect that correlates with a neurologic exam with a weak reflex or weak muscles, which 90 plus percent of the time is not the case. Most of the time it's muscle pain and we'll, and to address muscle pain, uh, we, there's a whole protocol for that. I love it. I mean, you're, you're speaking, uh, words of wisdom to, uh, to my group and, you know, I, uh, you know, what we're talking about here is, you know, listen, what do you do? Well, you know, maybe before you have the surgery, you go out and get a time massage or you go out and you, uh, you know, learn a little bit about yoga and learn, learn how to stretch. Um, is that what we're talking about here, doctor? And go to your health food store. Don't talk to the person behind the counter. They may have two weeks of training. Ask for the manager and ask who has magic fingers in town that mm. does myofascial release. They may not have any degree, but they'll go, well, there's this person. And then, oh, this person. When their eyes light up and they light up, go to that person because they know the feel. And once they know how to feel the muscles, they can get in and release it, especially if they're doing myofascial, true fascial release uh, techniques. So I starting with that is often your, your best bet. Uh, finding somebody who can treat you core body exercises, core strength, if you have low back pain, if you have upper neck pain, start with ergonomics at your desk, at your computer space. You need to make sure that your wrists are supported on your armrests of the chair. So your, so your shoulders are not holding your arm up while you're at the keyboard. Wrists supported. I'm sorry, wrists supported. Elbows supported. Uh, you'll have these little wrist supports that you can get at Office Max for five bucks. So everything's supported feet flat on the floor and comfortable that takes uh, unloads your shoulders so they're not carrying your try walking on like this with your arms in front of you for a couple hours that's what it's like when you're sitting at the keyboard if your wrists and elbows are not supported simple ergonomics great place to begin i love that all right arthritis we hear so much about it yeah i've had uh, a lot of people around me claiming they have a starting of arthritis it's yeah. Well, okay. First of all, what what do you believe is the cause of most arthritis? Well, if you look at the letters ITIS at the end, itis means inflammation. So you're looking at inflammation of the joints. You're also looking at lack of feeding of the joints. Um, why are we seeing this epidemic of inflammation in our country? Well, as we mentioned earlier, we have about 18% of our calories coming from sugar now. It's 140 pounds of sugar per person per year dumped into our diet and food processing in addition to what's naturally in the food, plus about another 18% of calories from white flour. Both of these are highly inflammatory and they're replacing the fish oils, the omega-3s that settle down inflammation. Inflammation is not the enemy. It's part of our body's healing and repair system, but it's on overdrive. So it's attacking our body itself. So increase your omega-3s. There's herbals that are fantastic um, for settling inflammation. It's funny, curcumin was one of the most powerful uh, herbals, but the problem is you couldn't get enough if you weren't living in India and eating curry all day. Um, But they recently found that if you add the 
curcumin, the turmeric essential oil back in, you increase the absorption almost sevenfold. Um, and suddenly turmeric or curcumin became the way to go. For Let me give some simple things um, that are very helpful for arthritis. Number one, uh, head-on studies show that um, a supplement called curamin, C-U-R-A-M-I-N. If you have arthritis, write that one down. Uh, you can get it on Amazon. You can get it anywhere. Uh, this is not the same as curcumin. It's a mix of curcumin plus boswellia, but one that's highly absorbed. In the studies, head-on studies, it was Celebrex. And these numerous studies, it was as effective as the Celebrex. Um, another is topical comfrey. Uh, it used to be called bone knit in the old days because it helped healing broke bones, but it helps wound healing. Uh, in a study applying the topical comfrey called trauma plant over the knees three times a day for knee arthritis uh, was as effective as Celebrex after six weeks. Um, if you look at glucosamine, be sure to use glucosamine sulfate and 750 milligrams twice a day is better than 500 three times a day, plus chondroitin, 400 milligrams two to three times a day. Um, this combination uh, after six weeks, because these things all heal the joints. So if you poison the system with medications, you can get effects very quickly. But to heal the system takes about six weeks. All three of these. I have, uh, I have one more question around that. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I didn't want to interrupt the uh, the additional ones that you're going to uh, uh, give. Um, but uh, I wanted to ask you about CBD and what your thought is on, on that. I do have to take another break. I'm sorry, but uh, we'll be right back. We'll get those questions answered. Well, uh, if you just joined us, the name of this show is The Courage to Let Go of Your Chronic Pain. And we're talking with Dr. Mm -hmm. Jacob Tittlebaum. He's given us some real great wisdom and advice uh, from his decades of experience with this. Um, all right, CBD and uh, maybe any other uh, thoughts around the arthritis piece? There are seven key types of pain, not areas of pain, but what triggers a pain in the body. CBD, um, I shouldn't say CBD, but hemp oil has over 10 cannabinoids, different chemicals that hit every component of the pain from inflammation to brain pain to the suffering component to the whole thing. So the whole hemp, uh, preferably without the THC, unless you're looking to get stoned, you don't want to walk around all day, but the whole hemp oils, as opposed to just the CBD or what I prefer. Um Brand matters because many of them, there's a lot of caca out there. Sorry, it's become very trendy. And it seems like many of the companies are focusing on putting the money into label and advertising what's in the bottle is nothing. So if you have a dispensary, they're more likely, if you're, the marijuana is legal in their state, they are more likely to know which brands have good quality and carry those. Uh, so that's a very good way to begin. But go with a good reputable uh, brand and but oh yeah, cannabinoids have been one more powerful tool in the pain toolkit. That's that's great to hear. Um, let's talk about uh, migraine is another big one. A uh, lot of people with migraine pain cause cures. Migraine is basically an energy crisis associated with low magnesium and that causes blood vessel dilation and contraction uh, inappropriately and drives the pain. The research shows that if you simply take vitamin B2, which is riboflavin, 
400 milligrams a day for six weeks, as well as magnesium, uh, 200 milligrams a day, uh, you will decrease migraine frequency by less by more than half. It'll go. It'll most of the majority of migraines will go away. Uh, the headache days per month went from four uh, headaches to two a month just with the vitamin B, um, the vitamin B2. Uh, I like a vitamin powder called the Energy Revitalization System is very good because it gives the magnesium, the B vitamins, all of these at optimal levels. And then I would just take uh, a riboflavin or vitamin B2, another 200, 300 milligrams for six weeks in the beginning to load the system. Treating food allergies, major driver in migraines. So an elimination diet can be very helpful. Um, for those of you who nothing works, but the migraines are mostly around your menses and ovulation, those the hormone-sensitive ones don't respond uh, to the standard uh, tryptans and the rest. You need a hormone, an estrogen patch, and bioidentical progesterone around your menses because it's a fluctuation in levels that drives the migraine. So when you're uh, bottoming out at the around your menses, a little bit of a hormone patch and a little bit of progesterone to keep that fluctuation uh, less marked will often make the headaches go away. So many things with that, simple things you can do. Well, I just love this. Um, okay, we're going to be running out of time here in a minute for this segment, but uh, we have another segment coming up. Uh, let's, uh, let's discuss um, another big one, which is uh, nerve pain. And I guess I have a question around that. You know, I, I have uh, some people that I know that have had Lyme's disease, and they seem to, they, they seem to have nerve disease or nerve damage after that. Can we heal nerve disease or nerve damage or uh and what causes the pain yeah, i'm kind of kind of a little mixed up on it all maybe you can very it. often we can um nerve pain it's interesting how low energy impacts so many systems low energy causes muscles to get locked in a shortened position that's why after a heavy workout your muscles are all tight instead of loose and limp low energy in the nerves there's a little pacemaker in the nerve and uh it tells the nerve to fire but it needs energy to kind of keep it in check. And when you don't have enough energy, it's constantly firing, and that causes a nerve pain. Um, lipoic acid, 300 milligrams twice a day. Acetyl L-carnitine, 1,000 milligrams twice a day. Um, are very And a good multivitamin, like the energy revitalization system, are very good at helping feed the nerves what they need. Uh, but then I'm going to go with the medications, uh, everything from gabapentin to there's literally over a dozen medications. For this one, I'm going to recommend uh, you look at my book, uh, From Fatigue Fantastic, for that muscle pain, uh, because we will take an hour just to go through all that. And you try the treatments on one at a time. You see what works. Start slowly. If you have side effects to the medications, it doesn't mean that medicine doesn't work. It just means you need to go more slowly and raising the dose. Okay. Well, listen, I put uh, on the screen there, vitality101.com. Uh, to get in touch with Dr. Tittlebaum. And uh, yeah, what, what are they going to find at the vitality101.com? They'll find how to treat fibromyalgia and how to make the fibromyalgia go away. Those same principles work for muscle pain. And the majority of pain in this country is muscle pain, even though it's been diagnosed, misdiagnosed as being other things. 
Okay, and at nfatigue.com, uh, what do we find at nfatigue.com? We have some of the helpful supplements that I talked about and also uh, very helpful supplements for energy for those of you who would like to double your energy in one minute a day. Uh, on the front page, there's three things that and many people will do that. I love that. All right. Well, listen, I'm going to we got to say goodbye for now for this segment, but we're going to be coming back. Uh, For those of you that are watching our hour show, we'll be right back. And for those of you that are on our half hour channel, we're going to close out right now. So I want to thank you so much uh, for being part of the the uh, show today, Dr. Uh, Tittlebaum. And uh, for all of you that are continuing to watch, please stay tuned. I want to let uh, our listeners know that you can find all of our shows at VoicesOfCourage.us. And you can, of course, uh, watch us on Facebook or follow us on YouTube and subscribe to us on our website uh, at VoicesOfCourage.us. I hope you'll do that. I hope you tell a friend. From my heart to yours, uh, take care. We'll, uh, We'll be talking very soon. Hello and welcome today. This is Candy Foster. The show is Voices of Courage. And today we're talking about the courage to run towards your Goliaths. What the heck is that? Well, think about this. You know, a lot of people are trying to do everything they can not to feel any pain or suffering or misery or anything in their life, right? They're just running away from it. They're trying to figure out how to just feel blissful all the time without doing the work. So today we're talking about the advantages of setting amazing goals, struggling where you need to struggle, grow where you need to grow, step into the power that lives within each one of us, and be able to master your life in ways that maybe you've never thought about before. So today I have a powerful guest. He's got a new book out, and I'm going to introduce him just in a second, as soon as I take a break. And when we come back, you two are going to be able to overcome your Goliaths. We'll be right back. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers. This free book reveals little-known secrets about annuity strategies that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. Call right now for your free book, 
And as a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, both absolutely free, for calling Annuity General today. Call 800-510-0470. Attention Zantac users. The FDA requested manufacturers to pull Zantac off the market, noting exposure to unacceptable levels of a cancer-causing agent. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with cancer after regular use of Zantac, you might be entitled to financial compensation. If you have any of these cancers, time is critical. Call now for a free consultation. If you don't win, you pay nothing. Call 800-797-7641. Well, welcome back to the show. This is Ken D. Foster. And in studio is Dr. Eli Jones. Uh, Doctor, uh, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much, Ken. I'm so looking forward to this. I'm so looking forward to it, too. And I really loved your story. I'm going to give you an introduction here. Um, Dr. Eli Jones is a professor of marketing, uh, Lowry and Peggy Mars, uh, eminent scholar and former dean of Mays Business School at the alma mater, Texas A&M University. There you go. And, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going to talk about your story, but I love your story. You know, barely uh, in their teens, Dr. Eli Jones and his wife, uh, Femme, married and overcame uh, seemingly unsurmountable challenges as they rose from poverty to positions of influence. I can hardly wait to hear your story. Uh, it's, a, it's a long story. <laughs> well, we'll have to kind of cut it short. We'll have to but, cut it short right? But you know, um, you know, it's uh, it, it's a it's a powerful story because so many people today um, are struggling at different levels just because they have a little a little. Uh, uh, you know, they may be living in a nice house, but they may be mortgaged to the health and they may have a nice car. But again, they, you know, they're making these payments and, you know, it looks like they're OK, but they're struggling. Yeah. So <clears throat> let's talk about your story. You know, what happened? Where did you go from poverty to prosperity? What what yeah. what happened there? Oh, well, you know, I'll start out. I'm a strong man of faith and I am so thankful to God for this whole journey, this faith journey, which we lay out in run towards your Goliaths. Uh, but starting out, I was a radio broadcaster and I uh, had a lot of fun while I was an undergraduate at Texas A&M. Uh, I would commute every weekend, about 107 miles every weekend each way. Uh, and I'd work at a radio station in a major market area, which is Houston. Uh, I did that while I was an undergrad, junior and senior years. I met my wife during that time. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we got married and started having children right away. <laughs> so I uh, I tell people I had to grow up fast. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I ended up uh, moving. We got married. We moved back to this home area, which is Bryant College Station. And I, I then pursued an MBA and started my second career. So radio was the first the second, I got into sales and sales management. I worked for three global companies, Quaker Oats, Nabisco, and Frito-Lay. Uh, and I just uh, I worked in key account sales. So I called on major supermarket chains. Uh, and I would work with the individual sales reps calling on the stores at the, at the store level. And we would get items, new items listed in those major accounts uh, and also promoted. And I moved up pretty quickly. So I started out in grocery stores, 
working shelves, re, you know, resetting merchandise and all that. Uh, and then, uh, thank God, I, I caught my I caught my stride, if you will, and I started moving up in the organization and got promoted uh, three times with Quaker Oats and was recruited over to Nabisco. I took over the the lowest performance sales team in one of our divisions. And uh, it was just a, a, a miracle, really. Uh, we were able to turn that team around in one year. So we went from number 86 in the division to number two in just one year. Uh, it took a lot of work, a lot of prayer. You know, there's, a, there's a mindset that goes with that. I mean, what we're talking about is, you know, you had this courage to, you know, go out and do what a lot of people wouldn't have done. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You went out and, you know, and you applied, you took action, you did what you needed to do. Yeah. And yeah. then when you got the challenge of the sales team, like yeah. what's that mindset about? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, the mindset is we can accomplish, we can conquer. And really talking to my teammates about it, even though we were last in the division, I believe we had the talent. I believe that we had the skills uh, certainly had the resources to build. So it was really p- helping the teammates understand that, yes, we can conquer this. And uh, and then I worked with them very closely, and we were able to turn everything around. We called on our clients. I worked with each, each salesperson calling on clients. And uh, I think what happened is, you know, when I think about that team back then, and we're talking about many years ago now, uh, 1990, say, but... Uh, you know, I had everyone from the newbies, the new hires, mm-hmm. all the way to the plateaued salespeople. And mm-hmm. those performers were high performers at one point, right? They stuck around. They were close to retirement, as it turns out. And so as I was working with the team, I had to understand each one in their life stage, if you will. And then in order that's an to, important that's a real that's, important point. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, where, where people are in their life stage. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And how do you motivate the different life stages? Right. Yeah, exactly. That's right. So the good news is there's research in this area, the career stages of salespeople. And I actually dove into that particular research stream. And then I was able to uh, actually apply some of what we know in the research area of career stages of salespeople. And, and and by the way, I found my calling in, in this very space. So I discovered as I was working with this team and looking at research in this area that, hey, you know what? I might be able to become a researcher and do the research and publish the results so that companies can use the research studies. And so it was right in that time frame that I realized that God had given me a higher calling. I love to teach, all right? In fact, I've done the five-fold spiritual gifts test, and, you know, I'm an apostle and a teacher. Uh, and it's amazing because I didn't know it then, right? But uh, I certainly felt so, it. So that that brings up a question. So it, it's, you know, uh, there's, there's a lot of folks. I'm working with a group right now. Um, I teach uh, podcasting. Yeah, And uh, I work with a group that were trying to find their true voice and trying yeah. to find their passion, right? Yeah. In podcasting, yeah. right? Absolutely. You know, we're looking at mission and values yeah. and, you know, the names of the shows, really the basic stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of them struggle with that. How did you find your, that voice, that passion, uh, that knowing? Yeah. So I actually lay that out in the book, Run Toward Your Goliaths. And I okay. called it Crawling, Walking running. 
All right. So okay, I'm putting the book on the screen thank so we can all see it. It's Run Towards Your you. Goliath, Eli yes. Jones. By the way, yes. congratulations on the new book. You. That's awesome. Thank you so much. It's yes. on Amazon. It's also on my website, Eli okay, Jones. Okay, great. All right. So go ahead. I'm sorry. To, you know. No, that's, I was saying that, you know, when I think about it, I was going through a crawling stage. And this book is meant to inspire. It is about a faith journey. And certainly when you, you ask the question about moving from poverty, right, to prosperity, well, it's really, it's that crawling stage. And during that crawling stage, many people, uh, not just myself, many people are just trying to, they're trying different things. And in this book, I encourage people to try. You know, I'm in a university environment. I talk to a lot of students as they're, they're beginning to launch their careers. Uh, I've got 10 grandchildren. So I'm also encouraging them to try some things, right? Don't, don't forget to explore. Now is a great time in your life to explore lots of different things. That's in that early stage. That's kind of that crawling stage, right? And as you're trying things, I believe God then sends you signals. It's something that you feel. It's something that you sense. You know, in the book, I talk about these five stages of finding your calling. All right. So this one is, you know, when you start out, you're kind of wait, afraid. Wait. You know what, Eli, uh, Dr. Eli, I, I've got to take a quick break. We sure, come back. Let's get into those five stages sure. of, of calling. And sure. um, yeah, that'd be great. So we'll take a quick break. CBD, you've heard about it. It's helping people relieve chronic pain, improve sleep, and reduce stress. But how do you find science-based products that feel right for you? Feel Good Hemp was started after the founders used CBD oil to help their dad heal from a three-month-to-live diagnosis. They deliver all-natural, lab-tested, high-quality products at affordable prices. So visit feelgoodhemp.org forward slash courage and be sure to use coupon code courage25 to get 25% off your first order. Dr. Eli, man, it's so good to have you today. All right. We're talking about your book and yep. uh, the run towards your Goliaths. Most of us want to run away from our Goliaths. I know that. <laughs> right. Sure. And sure. Uh, some of the uh, some of the uh, stages that you've uh, written about in the book. So let's go into that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So let me give just a quick overview in terms of the sections of the book. The first is build on your foundation. All right. Build on your foundation. And so in that section of the book, I'm talking about, hey, if we are believers, we already have the victory. We just have to get our groove back. And so it's finding that opportunity on your foundation, building on that foundation. The next part is find your rhythm. Find your rhythm. Now, you can see in my background, I'm actually a musician. 
and I've been a musician for many, musician for many, many years. And uh, when I talk about finding your rhythm, the way I associate it is for those people who are not musicians, but maybe love music, watch a live band and watch how the musicians, even though they're playing different instruments, they sort of find their rhythm together. And it's really interesting. My wife and I have had several bands. You know, you start out with a new band and, uh, you know, you're just kind of playing your instruments. But now you're starting to find how you can gel together, right? It becomes something that is special. You create beautiful music. When I get to that part of the book, Find Your Rhythm, I include in there, uh, at using music as an example, I include in there as you're out and you're discovering there are going to be things that will come your way and you'll discover your rhythm or your calling. And that first step is something that people, I, I know people relate to this. You know, you're out and you're doing something and some people may look at it and say, you know what, you do that pretty easily. All right. When something comes easily to you and it's difficult for others. All right. I'll go give an example. I know, Ken, you relate to this. You know, speaking. <laughs> Let's talk about speaking. So some of us, the first time you go out on a stage and you're speaking to an audience, that is really scary. You do it enough times and then it becomes maybe easier for you and you can look and hear from others. They'll say, wow, that looks easy for you to do. To me, that's the first stage. That's the first hmm, hint that maybe maybe you're starting to find your calling. All right. There are four other steps. But go ahead, Ken. Well, I, I think, you know, for me, when I'm finding my Goliath in speaking, speaking scared the crap out of me. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, uh, you know, I remember, you know, as a young child being in front of uh, uh, a class and just shaking. I would yes. just shake, you know, oh, you know? Yeah. and so I thought, well, I'm not going to live with that. But you right. know, now it's my 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 uh, career. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I, you know, so would you say, you know, people need to kind of like, you know, like I was somebody said to me, well, you know, you're you can speak. <laughs> uh-huh. And back then I'd be like, you're crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. But, you know, there was something inside of me that wanted to do that. Yes. Yeah, right? that's right. That's, that's right. the key, isn't it? That is. It's that's a part of you that wants to. That's exactly right. You know, I remember I had a speech class at the undergraduate level, and I, I, I'll never forget this. So the professor had each of us introduce ourselves, right? It was a class of called it 40 people. And so I remember shaking. I was trembling as I watched each person stand and introduce themselves. And when it got to my turn, I was trembling so badly that I couldn't even introduce myself well. All right, but wait, wait. I want it to be better. That's what you're saying. I want it to be better at it. And so I just kept going. I kept trying. Every opportunity I had to get in front of an audience to speak, I took that opportunity until it looked like it was so easy for me. All right, that was, in, in my opinion, that's the first stage of finding your calling. The next one is, you know, rather than wearing you down, your calling will energize you, right? So people will try different things and you know, they get worn out. But man, when you're starting to find your rhythm, find your calling, that next stage is you're starting to get energized by it, whatever that thing is. Right. That to me is the beginning of finding your rhythm or finding your calling. All right. The next one, 
that I put in the book is your calling will fulfill you. You know, it'll scratch an itch that you can't reach any other way. Instead of dreading it, you look forward to the next time you get to do it. Building on that. You know, I, I, I agree with that. And, you know, in the when I was uh, in corporate America, I was a stockbroker, security principal, arbitrator for NASD for many years. And um, I remember that that itch inside thinking, I want to be more than just a stockbroker. I want to be the manager. I want to learn how to connect mm-hmm. with everybody in the audience, you know. But it was, I was afraid. Yeah. I was afraid to go to my manager at the time and say, listen, I'd like to be your assistant. Yeah. Right? Right, right, but, right. But I took him to lunch and I did it anyway. I was like, you know, I, I, I thought I've got to get out of where I am. There was uh, something driving me, right? That's right. That's right. Your comfort zone. Your comfort right? zone. I was if in the comfort zone. If you're, yeah, was, yeah. By the way, it was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable, right? So you got to get out of that comfort zone, yeah. right? Yeah. And so we say that. And we, I know many of us say that to people, but I tell you what, let me give you one example and it's scriptural. All right. Think about Peter getting out of the boat and walking toward Jesus. All right. Think about that. Focusing on Jesus. Right. But the part that gets me is I, you know, I can only imagine Peter inside that boat looking over and getting out of the boat to step onto the water, that's getting out of your comfort zone. That comfort zone is the boat. You're safely floating in that boat. But Jesus said, come. And Peter had the courage to put that foot right out of the boat and begin walking on water while focusing on Jesus. When we talk about growth, right? Growth requires us to get out of our comfort zones, right? We've got to do that. And that's what you're saying. That first time we were both trembling. We were afraid, but we pushed ourselves. We said, hey, we want to do this. All right. Okay. The fourth stage in this Oh, wait, I got to take another quick break. Okay, all right, go ahead. (laughs) We'll uh, we'll take a break. We'll be right back in the fourth stage here. Okay, sounds good. If you or someone you love has developed Parkinson's disease after being exposed to Gramoxone or any herbicide containing the deadly chemical Paraquat, you may be entitled to financial compensation. If you developed Parkinson's and worked or lived on a farm that used Paraquat herbicide treatments with Gramoxone, Firestorm, or any listed brand, call now. You may be entitled to financial compensation. There are time deadlines, so don't delay. If you don't win, you pay nothing. 800-771-3380. Hi, folks. Medicare Part C plans with extra benefits like getting money added back to your Social Security check may now be available to you in your zip code. Make sure you're not missing out. It's simple. One, call the number on your screen. Two, they'll look up your zip code and see if you're eligible. Three, they'll check for plans with extra benefits like prescriptions, dental coverage, and the benefit that adds money back to your Social Security check every single month. Call now. I called to get everything I deserve. I called to check my zip code for a plan with a benefit that adds money back to my Social Security check. I called to check my zip code. Millions of people have called the Medicare Coverage Helpline. Call, check your zip code, see if you're eligible, and get what you deserve. Call now. 
Call 1-800-374-2308. That's 1-800-374-2308 now. Well, welcome back, everybody. This is your host, Kendi Foster, and I'm talking to Dr. Eli Jones. And uh, he is a uh, lifetime achievement. He's gotten received the Lifetime Achievement Award from the American Marketing Association and Sales Special Interest Group and is the co-author of Selling ASAP and Strategic Sales Leadership Breakthrough Thinking for Breakthrough Results. Um, we're also talking about his new book, right? Yeah. And um, so, uh, you know, by the way, I want to tell my listening audience where to get the uh, new book, Running Towards Your Goliaths. Um, where can the listening audience get this? Yes. So it's on Amazon. Uh, and it's also uh, available through my website, elijones.com. Okay. Elijones.com. There you go. I'm going yeah. across the screen right now. All right, uh, Dr. Eli, um, okay, fourth step in the, uh, in the process here. Yeah, and so what we're talking about is finding your rhythm or discovering your calling. And we talked a little bit about earlier getting out of that comfort zone. And so I walked through the first three. The fourth step that I have in the book is, you know, when you're done, when you have found your calling, when you feel that, you know what? I'm pretty good at this. I got a lot of people telling me I'm pretty good at this. I'm, I, you know what? I'm pretty good. That's fourth step. But here's the fifth one. When you realize it's not you in the first place, it's God working through you. Now, You're a lot of people are going to have a hard time with that. What, is that. what does that mean? It's not me. It's God, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. first of all, we're talking about faith, aren't we? I mean, we're, we're talking, talking about, about faith. faith. Yeah. yeah, we're talking about faith. The faith to one, yeah. get out of your comfort zone, right? To get out of that boat, as I was mentioning, as Peter had to do, all right? And so Peter was able to walk on water because he kept his eyes focused on Jesus, didn't look down, right? And so he was able to do it because he was focused on Jesus. In in many cases, at least for me, I can speak for me. I can't speak for anyone else. But there were times when I was working toward getting out of that boat, getting out of my comfort zone. And the way I was able to do it was to hold on to my faith. I had to believe that God was with me. All right. That's what the run towards your Goliaths is all about. You know, you go back to David and Goliath. Gee whiz, man. Are you kidding me? A shepherd, a teenager taking on this giant. And and not only that, without armor, all right? He was going to do it his way, but he had the faith. He had the confidence to do it, knowing that God was on his side. I had to hold on to that many times. I had to hold on to that story, hold on to that faith, which enabled me to get out of the comfort zone, which enabled me to keep my focus where it needed to be so that I can go and do those things. And so my the, the five steps that I talked about, you know, including, you know, when I was doing it, I kind of took my mind off of Jesus and I put my mind on me for a minute. I thought, hey, you know, people tell me I'm pretty good at this. I'm pretty good. But the realization was, it wasn't me in the first place. It was, it was God working through me. It was that ability to conquer the giant because I believed that he was with me. That's what I mean. Well, that's 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 powerful. I, I know in my own life, I've uh, been um, humbled many times yeah. into that place where we really understand 
that it is not about us. It's coming yes. through us. It's yes. speaking through us. It's using our hands and our and our eyes and our feet to to bring in the um, the manifestations that come through us. So I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, um, uh, you know, in your book you talk about um, the anchor and the float strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for families. Uh, love to just touch base with that. What is that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. And thank you for reading the book. I really appreciate that. I prayed over the book so that God would have a special revelation for each reader. Let's talk about Anchor and Float. So, uh, you know, you'll recall it. We got started at a very early age, my wife and I, barely out of our teenage years. And, you know, it was one of those kind of divide and conquer strategies. So, you know, both of us were working at the time, but we started having children. And so we had to figure things out at a very young age. We had to figure out, you know, how are we going to raise our family and at the same time provide for the family? And so for us, it was a matter of teaming up. We, we said, okay, one of us is going to have to anchor the family, all right? And the other is going to have to float. So in the boat, we talk about, you see a ship out floating, and, and that, that ship can be anchored. And so my wife became the anchor for the family, all right? It just worked out that way for us. She became the anchor, which enabled me to go out into the fog like a ship and float and try things and find my calling so that we could have the resources for the family. So for us, it was our way of trying to take on two big things, raising a family and providing for a family. And so in the book, I challenge the reader to find your anchor and float strategy. What works best for you? You know, I've got a, a daughter who's truly the, the floater, <laughs> you know, and her husband is the anchor. It just works out for them. All right. So I think in today's world, we just have to figure out how do we accomplish this? You know, sometimes you've got, uh, you know, folks, parents where both people are working. You still got to figure out how to anchor and float at the same time. And so that's what the anchor and float strategy was. It was something that worked for us for nearly that's 40, awesome, for nearly really 40 years. That. Yeah, yeah, I really love that. Well, listen, I uh, I got to close out this segment. Um, please stay with me. Um, for some uh, some of you that uh, are on our our, our uh, half hour shows, um, we're going to close this out for you. But if you want to get the full webcast, uh, you can go to VoicesOfCourage.us to see all of the uh, Dr. Eli Jones interview with me. But right now I got to close this out. Uh, all of you that have been watching the Voices of Courage show, I want to. Thank you for being part of this show. This show is an important show because what we do is we bring courageous guests into your living room, into your life, so that you can see the unseeable, know the unknowable, do the impossible, and change things up in your world no matter what is going on. If you like what we're doing, I encourage you to subscribe to our uh, uh, YouTube channels and our membership site at VoicesOfCourage.us and also tell your family and friends, as I suggested earlier on the show. So for all of you that uh, are going to leave us now, I want to thank you so much for being with us. And uh, until next week, we'll talk soon. All righty, take care. Mm-hmm.